the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, we're going to talk about car repair. We're going to talk about some shops in the valley selling. We're going to talk about pricing issues with respect to sh- shop supplies, environmental charges, labor rates, uh, stuff like that. And we can answer all those kinds of questions. But if you have a car question, you can do that as well. But first, let me tell you about Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom owns a full-service, family-owned operation, been around since 1983, and I've known him before 1983. So Tom and I didn't meet yesterday, and he's not all of a sudden on my list of best shops. He's been around, so have I. He has ASC Master Certified Technicians. They know what to do. They know how to do it, and they know if they take a left turn and they should have taken a right turn, they know how to adjust for that. So Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley, if you live up in that area, it's a good place to go. We have two callers. We have Joan and Leonard. I'm going to get to you in about 30 seconds. The rest of you, the lines we have three lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. It's a live show. You're going to be on the air. You're going to ask me your question. Give me your make and model. Tell me what the question is or what the symptom is or what you've been told or something like that. Joan, good morning. Ladies first, how can I help you? Yes, thanks for taking my call. I have a 2005 Toyota Camry. Up until now, I've used the conventional oil. I like to go to the full synthetic oil like AMS Oil or Mobile One to extend the life of the engine. If for some reason I want to go back to conventional oil, would that be bad for the engine? The engine is not going to know any difference, and and forgive my analogy, but um, your motor wouldn't know the difference between peanut butter, shaving cream, (laughs) Coca-Cola, and anything else that people have put inside their engine. So now let me ask you a question. Why do you want to do that? Well, to make the car last longer. Okay. Now, you do know, you know the, you know right now you're probably going in every 3,000 miles for an oil change? Right. Well, the manual says 5,000. Okay, fair enough. You might be the per- first person this month I've heard refer to the manual. Okay, 5,000. Okay. Now, you know on a synthetic you can go 10, 12, 15 if you want. How many miles a year do you drive? Uh, not very much. I only have, I have under 100,000 miles on the car. Okay, okay. It, it, I get 12,000 a year. Okay, okay. You could go on an annual oil change. You could change it like every May at the beginning of the summer, once a year, and you could use a synthetic oil. But let me just chime in on what you said initially. You said, I'm going to go to synthetic, hopefully, to make my car last longer. Yeah, um, the end. The engine, yes, ma'am. 
Um, I want to tell you that of all the engines that we do on a regular basis, every single one of them failed because of someone who had their hands on the steering wheel. Somebody ran it low on oil. Somebody drove it another 10 miles after it was in full overheat. Um, there's, when we see engines fail, I can't tell you. It's a 1 to 100 ratio. One engine out of 100 simply wears out. The other 99 somewhere along the line were abused or weren't cared for properly and they ended up failing. So there's no guarantee. I'll give you a good example. Let's say you're on your way up to Flagstaff to visit a friend of yours and it's in the middle of the summertime and you're about 11 miles away and all of a sudden the needle goes to the red and you think, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and drive to her house. When you get to her house 11 miles later, the motor is going to be gone. So you did that. If you had just pulled over, called for road service and all that kind of jazz, your motor probably would have survived. It's not, I'm 90% sure of that because 90% of them that come in on an overheat, as long as they weren't driven until the motor melted, we can put them back together. And most of the time, it's just fix the leak, flush the cooling system, put a new cap on it, put a new thermostat on it, send them on their way. So there's no guarantee that you going to a full synthetic is going to make it last longer. I suggest you got two choices. You can go a little longer oil change with the synthetic. It's going to cost you a little bit more. The synthetic is going to be over $100. This conventional oil is going to be under 50 So the under 50 one, you can go 5,000 miles with no problem. And, of course, with the $100 one, you can go 10,000 miles, if 10,000, 12,000 if you want. So I'm not quite sure that I agree with, with what you're trying to accomplish because my bet would be you're no spring chicken, neither am I. And I doubt very seriously if you're going to be hot rodding your Camry. I doubt very seriously you're going to drive it another 20 miles after steam comes billowing out from underneath the hood. And I'm quite sure that if the motor starts knocking, you'll hear it and shut it off. Those are the excuses the other people use when they bring their cars in on a tow truck and the motor has been melted. Does that make sense? So when it goes to the red light, says car engine needs maintenance. Or when it starts knacking, then you've got engine problem and just turn no. it off, turn it off, and go. No, to no, no. The maintenance is a is a number that the computer gives you based on mileage and what we call an algorithm. The computer's watching how you drive, how many short trips, how many long trips, how many fast. 60 miles an hour, how many 10 miles an hour, how, how many times did you start it up and not really warm it up, how many times did you start it up and warmed it up good, so that maintenance thing is just nothing more than, I think you're due for an oil change, that's what it's about, yeah. that's all it is, it has nothing to do with the failure of the engine, the failure of the engine in Arizona, you're going to run it low on oil, and the red light's going to come on, and people say, oh, I thought I could drive another 7 miles home, well, they don't make it seven miles because when the oil light comes on, it's red. red. Red means stop. And so as a result, they just ruin the engine. It's the same way with an overheat. With an overheat, your gauge swings all the way into the red zone. Your needle in your temperature gauge, your engine temperature gauge, goes all the way past the orange and into the red. And you ignore that. And you ignore the steam that's coming billowing out of the hood. You ignore the car is knocking like crazy. And you try to make it home. That gets towed in, and we end up putting a motor in that one too. So if you, you just, you, it's just a matter of money. One's thirty to fifty dollars. The other one is a hundred plus 
That's the oil changes. And it's also a matter of inter oil change intervals. Do you have any idea how many miles a year you drive? I think it's 10,000, 12,000 okay. maybe. All right. That you could do that with a synthetic oil. You could you could you could have it done today and then you wouldn't need an oil change till next October. So you could do that if you wanted to. If that suits you, you'll just have to reset your maintenance minder because it thinks you're on conventional oil and it thinks you're on a three to 5,000-mile oil change. So, so my car wouldn't sense any difference from the conventional to the part synthetic to the full synthetic? Nope. Your car won't know the difference. It doesn't have a brain. All it's doing is monitoring a bunch of different sensors, and if one of the sensors goes out of parameter, boop, it turns on a light to tell you that. But your car, it doesn't look at the oil you, you, you have in your car and say, oh, she's got the cheapest oil in the world. Um, let's all fail at 80,000 miles. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't happen. The car well, doesn't heard, know what kind of oil. I heard the oil is cleaner after it's been in the car. You've driven it for 3,000 miles. It's a cleaner. It comes out cleaner. It doesn't have the combustion particles in it like a, a conventional oil would have. Okay, that's not true, and let me explain why. All oil, whether it's conventional, semi-synthetic, or synthetic, they all have detergent in them. Now, it's not scrubbing bubbles. What it means is I want you to picture a big glass of water and you take a small piece of carbon and you just drop it into the water and the carbon will slowly waffle all the way to the bottom of the glass. Okay? It's heavier than the water so it's just going to fall to the bottom. Detergent isn't scrubbing bubbles. The detergent in the oil will hold that little piece of trash in suspension in the oil and the next time that gulp of oil goes through the filter the filter will grab that little piece of trash. So detergent is not a, de not a scrubbing bubble issue. It's, it holds all the trash, the little pieces of metal that are microscopic, small pieces of metal that are half the thickness of an eyelash hair, little pieces of carbon, little pieces of aluminum, whatever. The car sheds metal its whole life, and, and it's no big deal. It's, it's going to do that. So detergent holds that and sends it to the filter. So I'm a little suspect on anybody who says that they use an oil and after three to 5,000 miles, it still has a golden hue. It still has a golden hue because that's just BS. <laughs> the oil, in order to work right, has to change colors because it's picking up all this trash and most of it's black. So I, I don't buy the idea that um, it's going to come out as a golden hue, but you could try it, and if I'm wrong, I'm, just give me a call. And, and maybe I even come over and look at it, but I've never seen it before, and I've been working on cars since 1973. So anyway, good luck to you, Joan. Thank you very much. That, that was a great question. Leonard, you're up. How can I help you? Yeah, thank you, Mark. Yeah, I uh, got O2 Buick, and uh, I did get a check engine light this time. Because I, I replaced the vapor canister about four months ago. This time I got a, a service engine light. A service light. I go to go to all car store. I talk to a three three service kid, and I put in put in all the information, and I comes out with the old drama to reach sixty six thousand miles. So it's then you put in it. It's a no debt, no dice, no dice. Nexus code both were found. No dice, no dice. 
No diaster code were found. No solution found. So you have a Leonard, hold on. You have a check engine light, but there's no there's no codes. No, it doesn't. Not a not a check engine. It's a service engine light is what they came on. Service engine light. Oh, service not engine soon light. That, that's okay. SES light. So it's it's you have an SES light, but there's no codes behind it. Right. Okay. And and where did when somebody checked the codes? How did they check the codes, Leonard? Well, they put the device in there under the dashboard there, and it okay. says no solution was found. Okay. Okay. In, in that case, I'd probably disconnect the negative cable, and um, I would let it sit there for twenty minutes or so. And then I'd reconnect this negative cable, and you'll have to reset your clock, of course. That clears everything and starts everything brand new, and then I'd drive it again. But, Leonard, that's very unusual for us to have an SES light on or a check engine light. They're both the same and have no codes behind it. The only possibility is that after the computer sees something wrong, not once, not twice, not even four times, five, six, seven times it turns on the light, then it will watch it. And if five or six times later, then it goes out, then the light should go out and the code's gone. So I don't know what to tell you, but um, I would. what I would do is um, disconnect the negative cable, let it sit for a while, put it back on, and let's see what happens. But it's very unusual for us not to have codes behind the SES light. And the only thing I can think of is, is perhaps maybe the connection between the scanner of the person that was gathering the codes and the car um, wasn't corrected, connected tight or whatever, but I, I don't know, Leonard. I, I, I wasn't there, so I don't know. I, all I can do is guess. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. Beach Fish and Chips reminds everyone listening, October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and the women in our community should have regular screening mammograms for their best defense against breast cancer. Remember, there's more peace of mind than knowing than not knowing. Brought to you by our friends at Pete's Fish and Chips, serving the Valley with deep-fried deliciousness since 1947, with eight Valley locations to serve you. For a location near you, visit them online at peachfishandchips.com. They're on the air because they care about the women in our community. That's everyone at Peach Fish and Chips reminding you there's no time like the present. Make your appointment today. Arizona Complete Candy Tobacco reminds everyone this Halloween, make sure you and your family have a safe and sober way home and please never drink and drive. Brought to you by Ellen Schwartz and her staff at Arizona Complete Candy Tobacco. They're located at 6020 North 55th Avenue in Glendale. You can visit them online today at ArizonaComplete.com for Arizona Complete Candy and Tobacco. Wishing everyone a safe and happy Halloween. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took 
I am a United States Marine. DFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. This election is more important than ever. Be sure you're registered and make your plans to vote. Our nation's future depends on it. Welcome back, everybody. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange at 40th Street in Washington. I've known Phil for many years, but he's been in the transmission business for probably 40 years or more. Actually, more than that. It's 1968. So Phil's been around, and he has transitioned from the very first two- and three-speed automatic transmissions all the way to the six-, seven-, and eight-speed electronic transmissions, and he can do them all. So if you have a transmission-related problem and the very best thing to do is learn how to make it happen so when you go to the transmission store transmission shop you can demonstrate the problem telling them that it has a hiccup every thursday at two o'clock is going to be difficult we need symptoms and we just admire people who can make it happen with us sitting either in the driver's seat or in the passenger seat and watching them so that's phil at automatic transmission exchange Okay, so what's going on in um, uh, Phoenix and, and the Valley right now? There's a lot of shops that are being sold. There's a couple of large companies that are, have come into town, and they've purchased um, some tire stores. They've purchased general repair stores. They've purchased performance stores um, and some specialty shops. And, um, and, and there's a lot of happy owners because these people paid a lot of money. And, and and what we're seeing as a result of this is we're seeing labor rates starting to climb, sometimes dramatically, and we're starting to also see the costs associated with technicians rising because when they came in, according to technicians that work for these shops, that they gave them a significant raise. And, and as a result of that, it's raised the entire market up as well. It's never really been a situation where technicians made more than $25, $35, $45 an hour, maybe a little bit more than that. Today I'm told, and I have, I've had face-to-face conversations with technicians that are being paid $100 and $125 an hour. If the shop, the shop rate, therefore, has to be like $170 to $200, and we're also seeing those. When it comes to, to, to shops, I have been... In, in my geographical area of my shop, which is in Tempe, we've drawn about a five-mile circle around us, and there's plenty of dealerships in that circle. 
and we we are constantly uh, monitoring their labor rates so that we can be appropriately listed as well. I'll give I'll tell you right now. I want to be at the 60% mark, maybe even the 70% mark. So if everybody's at $100 an hour or or if the if the average is at $100 an hour, I want to be 70% of that. And so I I don't want to be the top guy and I don't want to be the bottom guy. So I'm pretty happy to be somewhere in the 70%. On the other hand, right now what we're seeing is is we're seeing really good technicians shopping for a better deal than the one that they have. And it's it's okay it happens and i expected it to happen but it's going to affect you the the end user um you're going to if you if you do different stores there was some tire shops there was a, a, an antique and vintage car facility um and there's been some general repair shops and and many of these guys that are friends of mine um had multiple stores this all got started when sun devil sold i think 28 stores a year or so ago and so the Sun Devil stores are still good stores. They're still, if you go to them and you like them and they they treat you right, yes, you should stay there. Um, but the family sold the, all their stores in one whack to a very large group of investors. And so now those investors, that and another one, are now in the valley again looking at a lot of other places. So you're going to see some changes. And and I think for the most part they're going to be good exchange or good changes. But I do think that you're going to see a rise in our industry with respect to labor rates and parts costs. And I think it's going to be pretty much across the board because most of us follow the trends. So if all of a sudden you're at $100 an hour and everybody else is at $150 an hour, you'll, you're, you would probably understand if I told you, if I was at 100 and everybody was at 150, I'd be at a 120, 135, maybe 140, maybe 145. I wouldn't go over the 150 mark, but I'd tuck myself kind of close to it so that I could defend my position. But by the same token, how much I spend for my parts has everything to do with my volume. So the more parts I buy, the cheaper I buy them. The cheaper I buy them, the cheaper I sell them to you. Because it's no secret that we just want a percentage of profit on the part. So if we if we if we buy it for twenty dollars, then we're going to sell it to you for somewhere between I don't know thirty, forty, fifty dollars, depending on what our matrix says. So it, it's a situation that right now everything is in turmoil. Not everything, but everything in my world is in turmoil. Um, I know that our family's not going to sell, um, and we're going to stay a family-owned operation. And I know lots of other shops have made the same claim. But in their defense of the guys that sold, the guys and the women and families that sold, in their defense, um, it's something that you kind of hope for as you get to retirement age. And a lot of the guys that sold these shops were my friends, and, and we're all of the same age. We're all in the 60s and 50s, 60s, and 70s, and there's probably a couple guys out there that are in their 80s. So it's okay that they sold their shop. And initially, the shop was purchased, then they came back and bought the land, too. And so there's a lot of them that say, I, can, I can't tell you how much, but I'm getting rent off land that I owned. And that supplements my Social Security, my 401K, my annuities, or whatever else I have going. So that's a good thing for those guys. Um, I, I'm just um, a little concerned about the car repair for the next year with respect to prices for labor and prices for parts. There's no reason for us to double or triple the price of parts because that's not happening where we buy them. That's happening when we sell them. And so it's uh, it's going to be a 
it's not going to be a bloodbath. It won't be that. It's going to be um, something that will be pretty cyclical. It'll go up and then it'll go down and go up and go down. And my daughter said just the other day she did two back-to-back surveys, and there's already a couple of shops that have backed away from the big dog hourly rates of 180 to 200 dollars an hour and 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 uh and so forth and so on there's a whole lot of people between 100 and 150 and 150 and 175 um but there's very few people that are that are north of the 75 or there was very few people but um now it's it's uh we're going to be up in that area and we follow the one another and i'm not the only guy in town that follows the curve and it's it's not an it's not tough we hire some ASU students to just do a labor survey for us. Here's 50 places. Call them up and just say to them, "I'm doing a, a, a survey now, a survey for my for ASU class I have, and would you tell me what your labor rate is? Tell me what your mechanical rate is. Tell me what your paint and body rate is. Tell me what your transmission rate is." Typically, the mechanical covers all that, but then there's also paint and body, and then there's also specialty shops that do the vintage work and the classic work. And those guys are typically well over $200 because there's so few of them out there. So we're going to see this kind of movement, um, and it's going to cost a little bit more to get your car fixed. But if you go inside and you don't recognize a lot of people, then you, it's a possibility that you've that they've sold. And that is not reason enough to, to abandon the shop because the people that are in there are, are the same people that were in there when you did business with them. So it's the same technicians, the same parts people, the same cleanup people, the same service writers, the same general manager. Those are all probably still there. So if they've been good to you, then hopefully they'll continue to watch out. And when you walk in, they say, oh, that's Mrs. Jones. She's been a customer of ours for 30 years. So if there's anybody from the administration side standing around says, well, what about why did you give her such a good deal? Usually that's the, that's the, the discussion. That's the conversation because she's been a customer of ours since 1970. And her her husband and so and so's husband were best of friends. That kind of thing. <laughs> and that's how it goes on. Anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We have five lines available. If you have a car question or a problem, or if you have a discussion, or if you have a dispute with somebody about he says this and I say this, then give us a call six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes, economic uncertainty, and how it could all affect your future in retirement? Then tune into Another Money Show to learn how you can protect and grow your hard-earned money. Another Money Show, every Saturday at noon, right here on 960 The Patriot. Protect your hard-earned money today and learn more at anothermoneyshow.com. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'll be honest. The first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start. But civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, 
wife and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. My name is Teresa Barber. I was in the United States Navy, and I served overseas in the Middle East and Africa. Early on in my career, I had a commander that taught our suicide prevention training, and then the very next day, he took his own life. 90% of suicide attempts involving a gun are fatal. My way of continuing my service is to help protect my community by being a responsible gun owner and by storing firearms safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by N Family Fire and the Ad Council. Plenty of people start something great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org and in three minutes you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. All about that demon. Well, it's 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're going to go till noon, which is another hour and a half, and we're going to talk about cars and anything to do with cars or motorhomes, tires, gasoline. How can I get the best fuel economy? You know how you could get the best fuel economy of anybody in your family or anybody you know? Just one way. You get a raw egg and you tape it to the throttle pedal and you don't break the egg. Now, you can't hard boil the egg because that's not fair. But if you were to drive as if you had a raw egg taped to the throttle pedal, you would enhance your fuel economy by at least a third and maybe by half because you're driving. Another thing to do is is put a, a tall, tall glass of the hottest water you can find in between your legs and drive. And don't hold on to it. Just hold on to it with your legs and don't spill any of it. And you have to fill it all the way to the top. So you're getting the idea that I'm trying to put in your head. Just drive like, you know, you have a a cold glass or a hot cup of coffee on your knee. Don't spill it and drive that way. Drive sensible. Okay, Stephen, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. I've got a a 96 DeVille, and it it started, and I, I backed up a car length. It ran poorly and died. 
then I uh, I waited, and uh, it started again, did the same thing. And then I tried again, and it wouldn't start. Okay. So I, I, I waited uh, a, a day or so. I charged the battery, and it wants to start, and you can hear a, a clicking noise from the rear. Okay. And I'm curious, is, is this the, the, a fuel pump uh, type uh, uh, problem, or...? Not a clicking problem. You, the, the the fuel pump inside the fuel tank, you can actually put your hand on it and sometimes feel it. Sometimes you can take the gas cap off. There should be a humming noise or a humming feeling on the bottom of the tank. So the clicking on the back of the car is not. The relay's in the front underneath the hood anyway. So if there's any clicking going on in the fuel pump in the tank, it would be up front. Oh, it would so be up front. Okay. The clicking would be up front, yes. Okay. So um, you... You, it, this is an easy, I can't diagnose it for you, but it, you're missing spark or fuel. If you're missing fuel, then the relay could be bad, fuel pump relay. And, and you know what you could do is if you want to take the cover off the fuse panel, and there's probably going to be more than one, fuel, one relay in there. They're little square boxes. And if you find a relay for the windshield wipers and you find a relay for the fuel pump, switch them. <laughs> That's oh, okay. <laughs> Just switch them. And, and if it starts and runs and everything's fine... Then you have, a, and then then you have a bad relay, but most of the time the relay is bad because the fuel pump is drawing too much amperage. It's old, it's tired, and it's using too much electricity, so it takes the relay. So if you put a new relay in it, there's a fifty-fifty chance that it'll happen again. The other thing is no spark, so you it won't start because of no fuel or no spark. The spark is the crankshaft sensor, the ignition control module, um, uh, the pickup assembly. But both of those are pretty easy to diagnose. So it's not something that you have to fret over. If you have it towed in by your local auto, you know, whatever, and you have it towed in, you just say it's a crank but no start, call me with an estimate. Oh, and, okay. Um, and then that's okay. All right. You've, you've, you've got a, a better ideas. You know, yeah, and then like what a backyard mechanic would come up with. Well, um, I'm a little concerned. You just yeah. going in a direction that that I know that 90 percent of the crank but no starts are spark or fuel. So spark or fuel. I okay, know. now um, I'm close to a, a shop on uh, 16th Street in Missouri. Okay, are you familiar with uh, that one? Is it Dave? I, I think the guys. I think it's Tony. Okay. Are you any familiar Six, with, with that, that shop? 16th Street and what? Uh, Missouri. No, I, I, there's a, uh, no, I, I don't, I do know Tony, and I know Tony Guido, and but his shop is at 56th and Thomas. 56th and Thomas. Yeah. And, no, um, I, um, the, the shops I've been going to, I'm, or it's, it's been sold and I'm not. Confident there anymore? Okay, okay. I don't. Oh, know I'm, who that I'm might... looking for for somewhere. I, I'm I, I'm around Seventh Street, Missouri. Have you got any uh, any 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 you know friends or anybody you might recommend? You know. Uh... Oh sure. The, the car repair shop or the car shop um, is on Twelfth Street and uh, oh gosh, almighty. my mind just went blank because of. of uh, the car repair shop. Well, Martin, Martin, look at Martin's Auto. He's on 16th Street. Martin's Auto. I know he's a good guy. 
you'll know you meet Dave because Dave is in a wheelchair. And he's run that business from ever since his father retired. Auto. Now, now, where was where was the address? Sixteenth Street. Sixteenth Street. It's like Thomas and Indian School, somewhere around there. Martin's Auto. Okay, that's that, he, that's what I'm looking for. And he's a good. I, he, I, I sure appreciate your okay. time. God bless oh. you for your help. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Um, I'm going to take a break, but Daniel, you don't you go anywhere because you're my first caller, so I'm going to say, welcome back, everybody. Daniel, how are you? So just stay right there, Daniel. We'll be right back. Brandon Tatum explains what we are up against. These people that we're up against are complete nut jobs. They hate America. They want to push pedophilia. They want to push racism on our children. And the way in which they legislate, the time has come where we cannot be politically correct. Our country is on the line. The Officer Tatum Show, weeknights at 8 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Cost of fuel at all-time highs. Food prices on the rise. What can be done? Uh, How about a parade? Join 960 The Patriot for the East Valley Veterans Day Parade on November 11th. Now you may be asking yourself, hold on. What does a parade have to do with the price of fuel and food? How about your chance to win a $100 gas card and a $100 grocery card, plus a haul of goodies from the 960 The Patriot and the East Valley Veterans Prize Closet. Also included in this prize, you get to ride along in the 960 The Patriot vehicle at the Veterans Day Parade and have your name announced from the grandstand. Come on, you always want to be in a parade, right? Who doesn't? Enter to win today at 960thepatriot.com. Click on the banner, contest rules on the website. That's 960thepatriot.com for groceries, gas, and goodies. 960thepatriot.com. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves. It's it's their whole family. It brings it all together. We have scars that we carry. And just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. 
public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hugh Hewitt says it's time to vote. Have you gotten your vote yet? If so, return it immediately. The early you vote, the better, and vote for every Republican in every race. This is Joe Biden's inflation. This is Joe Biden's stagflation. This is Joe Biden's recession. This is Joe Biden's weakness. He's supported by a Democratic Congress, Senate and House, and they, they both have to flip. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 3 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. Um, real quick, Stephen, um, I just talked to you about your Cadillac. Martin's Auto Repair is two blocks south of Indian School on 16th Street. Martin's Auto Repair is on 16th Street and Camelback, or 16th Street and Indian School, two blocks south. And that's the shop that I know does a good job. And you'll meet Dave Martin. And I'm pretty sure he can help you with your crank, but no start on your Cadillac. Daniel, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hi. I'd have to laugh when you talked about driving with the egg on the accelerator. I I do that typically, and it sometimes creates an interesting situation <laughs> with those behind me. Yeah. You're, Dave, you're supposed to, you're supp- Daniel, you're supposed to hard boil it before you, you, you so if you I break guess, the shell. I'm not that swift. Um, may I ask, I've been driving a couple of thousand miles with um, my airbag light on for the driver's side, and I'm wondering if that can just be reset, or should I have that professionally looked at? No, just about anybody can do it. Let me explain what's going on. The airbag light means I'm not going to put put the airbag in your face if you have a crash. The system is down. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you... There's a there's a thing called a clock spring that's underneath your steering wheel. Now, one end of the harness that goes to the airbag in your steering wheel, one end is secure. It doesn't move. But the other end moves with the steering wheel. So there's this spring called a clock spring. So when you turn left and you turn right, no matter where that steering wheel's at, it's still talking to the airbag module saying, I'm here, I'm here. Tell me when you want me to pop the airbag. And in your case, more than likely that that clock spring is bad, which means that you diagnose it, you pull the steering wheel off, you replace the clock spring, you put the steering wheel back on, and you're done. So I would have it fixed because right now, none of the airbags are going to deploy when the airbag light is on. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, you bet. Right. Good enough. Thank you so much. You, you betcha. Good luck. Uh, and my... Uh, i got to put down the airbag light on so I remember what Daniel and I talked about. You can go to MarkSalem.com, and there's lots of information there. There's some FAQs. Um, there's all of the repair shops that I recommend to people, uh, addresses and phone numbers and, and location and, and all that kind of stuff and how, how long they've been in business and all that other kind of stuff. So if you have any of those, any, if you have a need for a repair shop, then my MarkSalem.com is a place I would like you to go and look and see if you can find somebody in your geographical location. It's a, it's an interesting concept to, when we start talking about referring to one another. You have to have a pretty good idea that they're going to not throw you under the bus. And, uh, and, and I'm proud to say that many of the guys that I refer you to, I've known for 20 years or more. 
and they're still in business. They're still good guys. They understand right from wrong. And I'm going to knock on wood real loud and tell you, I haven't had a complaint on any of my shops in probably three years. Now, people will call and ask me, well, is this fair? Is this fair? Or whatever. That happens. But by the same token, I haven't had anybody call me and just yell yell at me about their um, car going into one of my shops, uh, one of my shops that I recommend. So I think that's a pretty good uh, pretty good way to handle it. Speaking of those shops, Automotive Dynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted shop as far as I'm concerned. Chuck and his family have owned it since 1982. They do good work. Their staff and mechanics are not paid a commission or a percentage of your repair bill, so therefore Chuck can make sure they don't sell you unnecessary parts and repairs. Um, uh, If you're looking for a great shop in Sun City, I can only recommend Automotive Dynamics. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. On the other side of the world, over there at 40th Street and Greenway, is Tom Blackwell. Tom Blackwell hit his head a long time ago. And ever since then, he's just kind of walked um, a path all of his own. <laughs> you can tell we're good friends. Tom has a great shop. He covers that entire northeast, north Scottsdale area for me. Uh, 40th Street and Washington, or Gateway, I should say. 40th Street and Greenway. And he's just a half a block north of Greenway on the west side of the road. He does vintage and classic cars. So if you have an old car that you want to spend a whole lot of thousands of dollars on and put some high-performance fuel-injected monster motor with a blower, he's your guy. But if your wife's 76 Buick needs an oil change, he's your guy. So he has... The two different kinds of shops going on, he has what we call street work, which is mom and dad and the grandkids and and their cars and all that kind of stuff. And then he's got these hot rods over here. So he does both really well. And if you have any kind of need and you live in that area, then I would suggest that you go to Blackwell Automotive. He's a good guy and he won't let you down. 602 You're welcome to join us anytime you want. And uh, it, it it's... It's difficult right now in the industry with the shops kind of selling and moving and and stuff like that. On one hand, many of us that have been in the business for years and years and years and years have waited and wanted to have the opportunity to have some big company come in and absorb us. You can imagine that. I'm quite sure you can understand that. The problem with that right now is, is that it's just there's two big companies that have come into Phoenix and uh, and just recently, there was a guy who owned three shops. He threw one into the pot, then somebody else threw his two shops into the pot, and somebody else threw their three shops into the pot, and one company bought them all. And that's okay, but the pricing, at the price they paid for them, it, the pricing is going to have to go up. And we've already seen a raise in the labor rates. We used to be in the 120, 150 range, generally speaking, for all of, of, of Phoenix. And the dealers were at the top end of that, but there was a lot of independence. I was up close to that as well. But now we're seeing numbers of a shop rate of 180 to 220. 180 an hour to 220 an hour. That's going to hurt. It's, it's, it's just because... Um, there's a huge movement right now in the auto repair industry, and evidently some financial guys have decided that's a great place to make money, so forth and so on. One of the guys um, it, is sold his business to them, and then 
they paid him rent and then then they sold the land and the building to somebody else so that shops had three owners in a period of six months and and it's a good shop and it has good technicians and i know i've known the owner for 20 years and i'm happy for him but it's just change and change is tough and especially in the in the auto repair industry it doesn't make any difference to you when it comes from to dealers because dealers change hands a lot you know we didn't start off with 20 Earnhardts <laughs> and Lou Grubb had a whole bunch of stores and doesn't have any now and, and, and Sanderson Sanderson um, has been a real somebody I've admired for years and um, and he has more stores than he ever had before as well so some of them are going, some of them are coming some of them are changing hands and a lot of times you don't even know that somebody bought the Buick dealership and you don't even know that it's no longer owned by the same company that you bought your car from um, Henry Brown's a good example of that. I bought my very first car from Henry Brown in 1973. Uh, it was a 73 Chevy pickup truck. And and Henry and I have been friends for years and years and years, but Henry has a, a variety of other locations in the Valley, and he sells a lot of different branded cars. So Tex Earnhardt's no different. Sanderson's no different. There's a lot of them out there. So it's just it's just something that we've not seen in the auto repair industry. The dealers have sold and stuff back and forth, but independent car shops and chain stores, um, they haven't been on the market, but but they are now. So I'm just war- warning you to pay attention and listen good, and I, I would strongly suggest if the estimate's a huge estimate, you ask them to send you a copy of what the what it entails, what's the parts, what's the labor, and that would allow you an opportunity to bid it if that's what you wanted to do. Who's on the phone? Say hello to James. James, good morning. Mark, good morning. Good morning. I have a ni- 1998 GMC K2500 with an ABS light that came on, so I took it into a shop to have that repaired. Okay. And the front rotors were bad, so we replaced those. The brake pads were bad, so we replaced those. And they broke a speed sensor in the left front. And I said, okay, check the other one. And we replaced that. I took it for a drive. ABS light came on. The left rear, sorry, left front did that pulse dating and steering wheel yanked to the left. That seemed like the only wheel that was breaking. So I took it back and the ABS light was on. They drove it. Said three technicians drove the truck and they can't get it to do that. So they said, bring it back when the light's on. So I drove it again. And in traffic, that was a real pucker factor. It locked up with that only the wheel pulsating and pulling my wheel. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You 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 need to stop giving me your diagnosis. Just give me the facts. Yeah. When you're driving down the road, um, when yes, you apply sir. the brakes, which ones lock it yep. up? Left front or right front? The left front, doing that okay. pulsating. Okay, uh, that's a different than locking up. You used the word locked up. Which one was locking up? Well, the left front squeaks and squeals as if it's well, as not you're applying up the brakes. The way, just uh, oh. applying the brakes to stop at a light. Okay, so when you're applying yeah. the brakes, they're squeaking. Does the brake pedal pulsate? Yes. Okay, and and so the brake pedal is pulsating, and the left front is making noise that it didn't make before. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, and it and 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 this pulsation and that noise you didn't have when you took it in there. No, 
No, the okay. ABS light was on, and I had no ABS at all. Okay, well, that's what it means. ABS light's on. It just means we disabled it, but it, that doesn't make yeah. it pulsate, and that doesn't make it pull hard to the left, and that doesn't make it run no. out around, and that doesn't make all that things happen. The ABS is, ABS, I lost one of the wheel sensors. You got two. You got one in, the fr- one in each front and one in the rear. You got three. So it, I lost sight of the ABS, but you still have normal brakes. So you've gone from a ABS light on to I have abnormal brakes. And um, you, you're going to, uh, I can't believe they just sent you on your way, but I can. And I, I think I would put the shop on notice that you're going to take it someplace else and have these issues addressed. And I would also probably um, notify my bank or the credit card to put a hold on the payment or put it in dispute, and um, and then that way it'll give you a chance to figure out what happened. But uh, clearly, they've created or gave you problems that you didn't have when you went in there, and um, and they I don't care that if you have 40 technicians drive it, then they're all ignorant if the brake pedal is pulsating and there's a bunch of noise coming from the left front. So I don't know what they did wrong, but obviously they gave you something you didn't have. Would that be fair? If it didn't happen to them, I said I, I can't take you know your technicians technicians with me because the magic that happened to them doesn't happen to me i still have a problem so i said i'm okay with replacing this sensor that you said you broke if everything else is replaced let's finish this i'm okay with one left sensor let's see if the problem then arises and then i'll do what you said what well, i don't right. even agree with you decide i don't even agree i wouldn't let you tell me what to do I wouldn't want to dance to the yeah. music you say. I can get by without one sensor. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. The ABS light's not going to come on if you lose a wheel sensor in the front. It's not coming on. Or the ABS light will be on and you won't have ABS. It's the brake wobble I'm worried about. The brake wobble what means that the rotor's not spinning true. Are the wheel bearings good? Have they been tensioned appropriately and packed appropriately? Um, do we have a bad wheel bearing? Did somebody uh, over-tighten the wheel bearing and wipe out one of the wheel bearings? I think my best advice to you, and I'm, I've got a minute left in the show. Uh, we'll, we'll be back in, a, in another. Uh, in, I'll be back for another hour. But um, I mean, my best advice is, is you need to stop payment uh, or put your put your credit card on notice, company on notice, and you need to take it someplace else and have them look at it. But stop being involved in the diagnosis and the repair. This is my symptoms. I'll show you. Come with me. Take, I'm going to take you for a ride. I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to have your technician sitting in there, and I'm going to make sure he can make it happen. And that's what I want you to focus on. That's what I want you but I don't, I don't agree, and I don't like it when a customer tells me how to fix their car. They just give me the symptoms. That's all I need, symptoms. And I think you're better served by just giving them symptoms and not coming to conclusions about what sensor you need or what you don't. 602-508-0960 is the phone number. We have five lines open. You can grab one if you want. Anybody can grab one. 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. We'll be back with another hour of Car Talk. All you have to do is give us a call, 602-508-0960. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, 
and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.